In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Of all the things that water can be, it is perhaps most strikingly a grave. In anything other than very moderate quantities, water quickly becomes an agent of destruction and death. Spring a leak or lose a sump pump, and your basement is destroyed by water. If a dam fails or a levee breaks, homes and buildings and cities are in ruins. If your ship capsizes or you're forced to walk the plank, the watery depths are ready to swallow you. Of all the things that water can be, it is perhaps most strikingly a grave. We see this so often in the Bible. Water was a grave for the wicked people in the days of Noah who were drowned in the flood. It was a grave for Pharaoh's army who were washed away by the Red Sea when Israel fled Egypt. It was as good as a grave for Jonah who tried to run away from God. And again in today's gospel lesson, water was a grave for all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem who came out to be baptized by John. I'm always startled to read the accounts of John the Baptist. Why would such crowds flock to him? He was so crudely dressed and vulgar, camped out in the wilderness, preaching a terrifying message of imminent judgment. What was so compelling that all of these people would come to him, confessing their sins, no less, admitting that they were unholy, imperfect, and helpless, and then climbing into the River Jordan with him. Of all the things that water can be, it is perhaps most strikingly a grave. And that is why the people came to be baptized by John. They didn't come for just a quick rinse. John wasn't just washing away a smudge. He wasn't pandering to excuses and rationalizations. He wasn't giving a tool for self-improvement. John wasn't looking for resolve to live a better life. John was offering a grave. And that's why the people came to be baptized by John, because the waters of baptism are a grave. And in that grave, Jesus buries all of our idols of self-improvement and self-justification. In that grave, Jesus buries all of the wrong we do, all of our sin and our brokenness and our failure. In that grave, Jesus buries all of the trust that we place in ourselves, all of the pride that we have in the things that we do well. And this is such very good news. John's baptism of repentance and the forgiveness of sins is a message of freedom found in baptism. It's freedom from the need to offer something to God. It's freedom from the burden of making excuses or promises that we can't keep. It's not just the antidote for one sin or another, 
but a cure for the very curse of sin itself. Baptism is not simply the exercise of resolve. It's the death of all resolutions. The waters of baptism are a grave. And this is what was so compelling that all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem came out to be baptized by John. But the story doesn't end there, as you notice. It doesn't end in a grave. There must be something new to take place of the old, something holy to take the place of the unholy, something life-giving to fill the void made by death. As much as John came to preach and to baptize sinners, he also came to baptize Jesus. And when John baptized Jesus, it was made perfectly clear what is offered in baptism. The water of baptism is the very same water with which Jesus was baptized, which Jesus made holy. The grave of baptism is the grave of Jesus. And so all of you who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized not just into death, but into his death. And for Jesus, death was nothing other than a prelude to life. The cross was where everything began again. The grave was the entrance to the resurrection. And so having been united with him in death, having been buried in his grave, you will certainly be raised in his resurrection. The Father who spoke to Jesus at his baptism says the same words to you. You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Everything that belongs to Jesus, his goodness and his gracious love and his perfect life, it's all yours. This is the reason, of course, why the font is right in your way when you walk through the door. Of all the things that water can be, it is perhaps most strikingly a grave. And when you walk into this place, you see first the grave where Jesus buried everything that you were and everything that you brought so that you, empty-handed, are prepared to receive all that he has to give you. So as you walk by the font, dip your finger and make the sign of the cross, or give it a great big hug if you like, because it's in those waters, in that grave, that you were buried with Jesus. And it's from those waters that you are raised to a new life in him. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>